0: Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your host, along with my co-hosts, Anne Sari and Concetta Antonelli. We share our own personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guest interviews. We're here to inspire, and empower your conscious evolution, help you tap into your inner wisdom and rise to your heart-centered higher self. Together, we can rise to a higher level of consciousness, an elevated state of being, and experience more love, joy, and freedom. Welcome back, heart-centered soul. I'm Carol Chapman, and thank you for joining me again for the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm your host, and I'm delighted to have Tracy Witted with me today. Tracy is a gifted facilitator, author, and intuitive guide based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She's trained in many energy healing modalities, including Reiki, Divine Healing Hands, Theta Healing, Access Consciousness, Ewen Method. And healing touch. Over the years, these and other trainings have evolved, leading her to implement an integrated method called transmosis healing. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you.
0: I would love for you to share more about transmosis healing. But first, I think it would be great to hear a little bit more about your personal journey, what you've learned along the way, and some key defining moments in your life. And then we can also share more about the work that you're doing today. But first, there is one question I like to ask my guests when they come on the show. How is your heart today?
1: Oh, my heart feels completely awakened and open. It feels really good. I feel like there's like a full moon beaming through it right now in the center of my chest. It really feels good. And I think it's because we're connecting. I do.
0: Thank you for that. I love that question myself. And you know, it's really interesting. I have been introduced to that during a recent shamanic ceremony this past year, and I thought it was just a beautiful question to incorporate into this podcast, perfect for the heart-centered work that we're doing here at, at Hearts Rise Up and what this show is all about. So thank you for sharing that. Now, let's jump right into your personal story. I'd love for you to share some defining moments. And, you know, things that you've learned along the way and even some challenging times that have gotten you to where you are today.
1: Well, I think it's my own inner nature to always want to improve. I always kid around and say, I'll do anything to heal. You know, and it's not like I think of myself as fragmented or not whole, but through life's journey, whether it's through The way you were parented, the way that teenager friends would leave you out of the group or fighting with your sister or whatever, those things affected me very deeply. And I always say, I thought all of you guys in this world knew what you were doing. And I was the only one that didn't know what was going on. And I was doing my best to pretend like I knew what was going on. So that was stressful in itself. I feel that. When we have, whether, you know, if it's abuse, if it's trauma, if it's experiencing a death in the family or in a friendship, actually, that's interesting that that just came out death of a friendship, I was thinking of a friend who did pass away, but that's also a loss, you know, and so when we have loss, when we have our own perspective, starts to see things from another perspective person's point of view or how we make it up that that other person is thinking about us. You know, we can create our own misery, which I think I was really, really good at. Because again, I thought everybody else knew what they were doing. And now as I'm becoming a little more wise in my lifetime here, I realized that we're all like just little kids trying to figure it out. It's not like we received a life manual or any of this. I would say... I was five when my guppy died, and that was a big deal. (laughs) I remember being around 14 or 15. I lived in Northern Virginia, in Annandale, Virginia, and my parents had had an argument, and my mom was mad and drove away. Well, as you know, on the East Coast there, we have heat lightning in the summer, And I made it up. I don't know how I did this, but I hung out. We had a Cape Cod kind of a house. So we had three dormer windows in the front and my window was on the top there on the right. And I remember I took the screen out and I hung my head out this window and the heat lightning was kind of like flashing in the sky. And I made it up that, okay, when it flashes to on the left side of my vision in the sky, that means no. And when it flashes on the right side, that means yes. Yeah. So I think I created my own pendulum in nature. How I did that, I don't know, but I did. I was really scared. I was afraid my mom wasn't going to come back and I was just really frightened. So I started asking questions to kind of get a gauge. So is my name Tracy with it? And it would say yes, because it would flash on the right. And there was a pattern and I felt like it was communicating with me, with nature. So that was just kind of a weird thing that I created. And it got me through it. Is my mom coming back? Yes. Do I have to worry about it? No. You know, just just playing with those yes or no questions, which is pretty much a part of my life now where you ask questions and then you receive the answer, right? I guess it was in my early 20s, I was gifted a reflexology treatment on my feet from a neighborhood woman named Diet I loved it. It was really cool. I was like, wow, yeah, my big toe there. That is the pituitary. I feel it in my head, you know, and all this. And she started a little neighborhood Sunday night group and we meditated and we studied A Course in Miracles. And that is life changing in itself because it's like spiritual psychotherapy. It's like, what do you mean? Nothing in this room means anything. You know, your ego kind of goes, what? So that started my journey is how I kind of look at it as I stepped through into seeing more in the worlds. And Diet suggested I take Reiki and this I'm older. So this is back in 1983 and I took Reiki one in Fairfax, Virginia. And they said, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so I didn't really practice it, but I, I had that attunement it was great. 10 years later, I ended up taking it again, Reiki one and two, because I thought that was true. If you use it, if you don't use it, you lose it. But it didn't, it wasn't true. It still stayed. I still had it as far as the ability to help rebalance people. But one of the most profound moments was about five or six years later, my father passed away. And it was a trauma because My parents ended up divorcing eventually, and my stepmother ended up killing herself in the car, you know, with carbon monoxide, and he found her and went upstairs to change before the ambulance came, and he had a heart attack and passed away on that day as well. So it's like huge, oh my God, you know, there's that saying that the universe or God does not give you more than you can handle, but that was a whole bunch to handle. And I was teaching or learning about the Attitudinal Healing Center in Washington, D.C. through Diet, you know, she suggested it because it's based on Jerry Jampolsky's book, Love is Letting Go of Fear. So we were working with hospice families, families that were caregiving someone that was terminally ill and learning how to work with them and support them and just be really present with them and not take any anger or any of this personal. So it it was a live practitioner course, if you will, facilitation course. And I was assigned <laughs> principle 11 and that was death need not be viewed as fearful. And my dad had passed away the week before I was to present this or facilitate our small group about it. And I recall people kind of like hesitating to talk because they were very sensitive to me because I had just lost my dad. And I, re- I said, you guys. The lesson is death need not be viewed as fearful. Come on, it's okay. Let's talk. My little session was fun with them based on death need not be viewed as fearful, because that is kind of freeing if you do look at the world that way. But one of the best things I ever did for myself to heal was to take a course called Creative Wellness by Michelle Luson. She was in Vienna, Virginia, and it's holistic stress management. And it learn you learn about how using applied kinesiology, when someone is stressed out, their thyroid, their adrenal, or their pancreas is involved. And it, it's like how your personality creates your health or your disease, the way you react. So that was profound. And I still use all of those principles today. Like I'm wearing lavender today, which was one of my inspiring colors. It was so much fun. And it was, I guess, considered woo-woo back in the day. But I realize now that woo-woo is just spirituality. It's just expanded consciousness where you can learn what else is here, what can support you. You know, it goes on. I worked in corporate America for 40 years, and I was working at Xerox and going against who I am. But I thought I had to work. I thought I had to work in business, and I made myself fit into those molds. And I was successful. I did great. Learned a lot, but it was never really my thing. And I would always do energy work on the side. Myself was always on the side. And I fed myself in that way. And today, I guess it's been about a year and a half almost that I retired, quote unquote, and I'm 100% who I am and doing the work like transmosis healing and anything else that comes through and writing and and being the creative self that I never really allowed myself to be because I was, this is not blame, this is not victimhood, but I didn't allow myself to be who I was because I thought I had to fit in into the world. Because like I said, I thought everybody knew what they were doing. (laughs) So I had to fit into that world. And uh, one time I was doing Reiki on someone in Longmont, Colorado, and I heard the word transmosis. I'm like, what? is this. And I wrote it down. And then I asked everybody, what does it mean? And nobody knew because it's, I used to kid and say, oh, it's a made up word. But then I had a friend correct me and say, nope, it's a divinely appointed word. This is your work. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like that. I'll, I, I'll agree with that. I'll align and agree with that.
0: Yes. I think we know instinctively when something is not coming through us.
1: Nobody knows what it means. So I asked spirit And this is what I got. Transmosis is an unconscious transfer and assimilation of higher energies to raise the recipient's energy to equal the source energy.
0: I do not talk like that.
1: So I know that that was like divinely guided information.
0: From a divine source. I've run across many people, especially since I've been doing this podcast, that have had these situations in their lives. And, you know, they're on this path and it's the path that they know isn't true for them. And then some people, they know within a short period of time that they have to shift gears and they kind of get that for themselves. And uh, then they get onto a better path. And then there's those of us like you and me that have been in corporate for so many years and knowing that we need to make a shift, knowing that something was not quite right, at least for me, then finally we figure out the right thing to do. I thought it was what I needed to do at the end of the day. Uh, never felt right for me being in corporate. And then, you know, finally you reach a point where it's critical mass or something like that, and you have to make a change, and this is it. And in your case, you hit retirement, and you said, well, I know this is the perfect opportunity for me, and I've evolved, and I've been doing this transmotive healing energy work on the side, and now it's time to focus on me. There's a lot to be said for the timing of things that, doesn't really matter. I think what really matters is that we find the path eventually. And I am a believer too, that if we can find purpose in anything that we're doing, we just have to concentrate on what that purpose is and know, particularly when we're serving others, whether it's in a corporate job or an entrepreneurial role, that we can find purpose in any kind of work that we're doing. But it is nice to know that we can find our path, and move forward with that path and feel like that is the right path and focus for us. I'm curious to find out more about the Transmosis Healing, how it came to you, and what is it exactly? I mean, you just described it, and it's that unconscious transfer of this higher energy into you, basically, for your healing and raising your energy. And whatever that is, it's coming through you, through the divine. You're a divine channel. But how does it work? How does a transmosive healing session work?
1: Good question. It can be over Zoom like this or over the internet. It can be long distance, over the phone, it can be in person. And what has occurred is, as I've been able to focus on it, I can use my corporate ability and say, okay, I need to reel this in and kind of streamline what is to occur. What do I need? What does the person need? So based on my holistic stress management background, because I ended up getting a college degree in that, I created my own degree called stress management. This work You tell me on a form, if you sign up to have a session, what do you want to work on physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, like holistically on all four levels. And then anything else you want to tell me that you want to work on? Because I've worked with people and they go, oh, I don't care. Whatever spirit wants me to know. And I was like, but I really want to be of service here and give you exactly what is in your highest and greatest good. So let's say you make an appointment with me, Carol, and you fill out the form what you want to work on. What I've done is I created a map. I just call it my map. And I call you in of 100% pure divine light. I call in your guides of 100% pure divine light. And I ask, what is in your highest and greatest good for this session? And then I use applied kinesiology based on everything that could be a wound a disconnect, a block, and where that could be. So it's like spiritual hygiene. It could be in your physical body. It could be in your soul body. It could be in your causal body, which is where we have lots of memories, past lives, things like that. We always work with clearing out, and I say we because it's not me doing it, but I am so honored to be the sacred observer and facilitator and administrator of this light and sound that happens it's alchemical. So I don't have to touch the person. I can, if I'm guided to do that, touch their feet, do this or that. But I think what happens because I'm, I'm, (laughs) I just work here. And so it's like, okay, you tell me what you want to work on. I kind of discern what comes up. And when we meet in person, either online or in person, we discuss what you want to work on, what I got. And then we kind of like throw it up into the energetic soup. Because our guides are listening while we're talking. And then I consecrate the session. I'd say, I call in Carol's guides of 100% pure divine light. And we ask for Carol's highest and greatest good to be done for herself and for all concerned. I call in my guides of 100% pure divine light. And I ask that I be a pure divine vessel of truth, wisdom, and healing love for Carol's highest and greatest good for herself and for all concerned. I invite us both to place our personalities and egos outside of this consecrated space so that we can both be as close as possible to pure divine consciousness for Carol's highest and greatest good. And then I ask, show me, please show me where to begin. Cause we've already talked about stuff on your list and my list. And then the divine, I think I'd link up and we go up and we connect to this 100% pure divine light that directs us. Some of the tools that I use with transmosis healing, I learned through a, a body of energy work called multi dimensional body balancing. And basically, if you heal the soul of a particular body, system, cell, memory, You're basically bringing it up to present time because oftentimes we have experiences in our life, and it could even be like on our mother or father side of the family that whole generational line had experiences that we get unconsciously transferred into our being. And you know, I think as spiritual beings or travelers in the earth here, you know, we're, we're we're attempting to be very present. And you might, it might be difficult because there might be some operating systems running in the background that you're not even conscious of that you inherited. So in other words, those energies or those behavior patterns aren't even yours. And so we clear out with light. So everything's a hologram. Most of the time, 80% of the time, any kinds of these wounds or disconnects or inverted energies or implosions gets stored in the nervous system, the chakra system and the endocrine system. So there's a lot of intersection that can happen with that cuz is is it in the super physical body? Is it in the mental body, etheric? You know, there's so many ways that it could be and I don't know. But I'm clear audience, so I hear pull up Carol's causal body, nervous system of the causal body and like on minority report, you know, it has that little screen and can kind of like see if it's bright and open and clear. And if it's a little dark, that's okay. Because what happens is the light always prevails. So if there is a scale of one to 10, 10 is the light and the list, I don't even want to name them, nine to one never prevails, but it can wreak havoc in your bodies, in your life, in your psyche, in your experience. And so wounds look like counterclockwise spirals going into the body so we used violet consuming flame to clean clear cleanse heal harmonize and balance on all levels layers timelines and dimensions so there's lots of protocols and sequences that i'm given that i run and i say out loud because i like to know what's going on and so i feel that my gift or my unique gift is to share what i hear And what I see, and it's not like I'm clairvoyant. I don't see with my eyes open. I just I get a sense, and so it's almost like me sharing a soul journey or a story for the recipient. Because I will say, "Oh, I'm seeing this red door, and it looks like this or that." And then the person receiving that that auditory, they hear it, they visualize it a different way than I might really be seeing it. But it's perfect. It's like. Soul homeopathy, somehow. So, I really wonder how it all works, but it's become this refined method through working with many people over and over again to give them exactly what they need. Because if they come to me and say, I don't know what I need, at least I have my map that I know that, oh, it's the nervous system causal body. They don't know that, but I do, so I can at least give them that. But typically, The divine wants us to start with the ancestral clearing. And, you know, we used to clear 5, 10, 15, 20 generations back. Well, either as I've expanded or consciousness in this world has expanded, the furthest I've gone back for someone was 285 generations ago. I mean, that's huge. And, you know, remember, soul is eternal. So it affects everything when you clean up energies that are stuck, as if they're stuck in the past and the trauma and the unconsciousness. So we're actually raising consciousness for all concerned. It's not just for the generational line that got cleared up or the individual receiving the session. If you have children and we clear it up for you and your ancestors, it clears it up going forward into the future as well. It's fascinating. It's quantum.
0: That is fascinating. I was going to ask you. To give an example, maybe it's that one example going back two hundred thirty 130 some odd uh, generations ago. Do you have an example of a client?
1: I'll just say my own. One morning about, I don't know, let's say four months ago, I woke up and I never know what I'm going to be when I wake up, whether the energy is positive, meaning like energy is flowing. I'm in total alignment with life. All is well. It's sunny and 72 degrees, you know, all that. And I was having this feeling of what is this? I just felt uncomfortable. And I think that's the description of growth <laughs> because I had must have expanded so far in my consciousness that I was in uncharted territory and I was very uncomfortable. And the word that I could use for myself was it almost felt like being supra insecure on steroids or super conscious of myself or something. It was just really odd. It was, I don't know, I don't even know what it was. So I did transmosis healing for myself that day, which is a little bit interesting with the multi-body, multi-tasking, all of it. And for me at that time, I cleared my father's side of the family 135 generations back. And what I was shown was an image of snow, like in winter, like I was looking from a perspective, a little bit higher up, looking down, like I was seeing snow. And there was snow fences on either side of my peripheral vision there. A snow fence like those thin slats or even like what they do with sand, right? And then all of this snow, like a big storm came or something, and the snow fences were no longer to be seen. And then all of a sudden, the next scene was me kind of like hovering, looking down at red sandy beach with this beautiful ocean water that was almost like midnight blue, like the color of that crayon. And it was really like soft waves. And I'm like, okay, thanks for sharing. What does this mean? You know? (laughs) And it's like the light takes over now. I think that's really what transmosis is all about that the light takes over shows you some images and somehow connecting with those images Or interpreting what you feel that they mean is where the healing occurs at a very subtle level. So for me, the snow fences were like my boundaries that I had before, and then I interpreted that the snow and the blizzardy conditions, where it was just a whiteout, white light, was like the Holy Spirit or the Eck just coming and wiping it all clean. And then the next scene, I'm in this ocean of love (laughs) and mercy. So something happened because I had to teach a satsang that night and I was really felt imbalanced. But after I did the transmosis session for myself, something released and it's unconscious. I don't know what was going on, but my interpretation today is that as I continue to expand and purify myself, I can be of even greater service to others and take them wherever they need to go. Because for a while, when I was seeing clients after that, I wasn't going past the 135 generations. And I was like, okay, I want to expand again. I want to, I want to do it again, even though it was very uncomfortable. And I'm not in charge. That's funny, because I always thought I was co-creating in this world, and we are to a degree. But the divine timing, the divine is in charge, the universe, this beautiful, loving energy that is the essence of all of us, our substance.
0: Yeah, it's almost as if all the stars have been aligned, for just using a metaphor, you know, for things to come through like they need to come through and for that expansion to occur. I'm curious. I know that you're creating a course. I don't know if the course has anything to do with training others on how to do transmosis healing. We'll find out more in a bit. But how can someone do transmosis healing on themselves? Because you're highly trained. I mean, you've been doing this for years and it's uh, something you've integrated it uh, in your, into your life over time and you have perfected it. But let's just put it this way, because more, the more you do it, the better you get at it. So how does one do it on themselves? Do you have some basic guidance or tools?
1: Yeah, I believe that it's most important that our human self connect with our divine self because we are a divine human being. We do have strengths and we have, that's the the divine part of us. And we have weaknesses, which is the human part of us. But if we can connect in a neutral charge, because we are like electromagnetic, you know, nervous systems, electric chakras are magnetic. The more that we are in balance and in neutral, and the more that we follow energy that is light that feels good to us, that we get a yes for, then then life evolves and you do better and you have better experiences because you're not creating resistance and things like I did. Oh, I'm just going to work in corporate America and it's going to be fine. So connecting to yourself in the mornings when you wake up, just like brushing your teeth or if you have coffee or tea or whatever, You know, to contemplate, to meditate, to really connect to yourself. And one of the simple ways to do that is to breathe. If you're not a regular meditator, or if you don't contemplate, contemplation is kind of a little bit more potent spiritual exercise. But basically being with yourself and connecting with yourself and how you do that could be is that you breathe in and out through your heart chakra, just sitting or laying, however you want to do it. And you can kind of imagine your heart chakra as an aperture, you know, that is perpendicular to your body. And you just breathe in through the front and the back of the heart chakra. And it just, it feels so good just to do that three times, you know, breathing in and out. And what's really cool, it's like you connect to the divine or spirit, whatever your belief system is, it's all the same thing. Anyway, we just have different terms. Is that when you're breathing in through your nose, let's say through your heart chakra, that is when the divine is exhaling and it's filling you up. And then when you exhale through your heart chakra front and back, that's when the divine is breathing in and you just do that simple spiritual exercise with breath to connect. And then you just sit and you you breathe normally and naturally and you connect with Yourself, and if you can, you can imagine calling in your guides of 100% pure divine light, and that's most important. I never knew how important until I had my first clearing. And she paused, like she called in my guides of 100% pure divine light, and she paused for a really long time. I'm like, what's going on? Again, I want to know what's going on, and she says, Oh, there's it. I'm waiting. There's a changing of the guard. I'm like, really? I always thought I was working with Archangel Michael and you know, St. Germain or whoever, the Great White Brotherhood, all that back in the day. So I think it's very specific because we have a lot of power in our spoken word. But you can think, you can watch how you think, you can watch how you feel and react and respond appropriately. If you could respond, that might be a little bit higher vibration for yourself than react, you know, instead of like, so connect with yourself through the breath. Calling your guides of 100% pure divine light would be step two. Step three would say, what if you were to just, I'm trying to do it as an easy generic way that you would call forth the violet consuming flame, clean, clear, cleanse, heal, harmonize, and balance me on all levels, layers, timelines, and dimensions and say thank you. You know, gratitude is a huge frequency booster right there. But, you know, how the universe likes to have a vacuum, it'll fill it up. So after you clear things out and you can pause and wait, you can just notice what happens and if you don't see or feel anything happening, just be patient because it does happen. You might have a pain in your wrist, you know, just just work with it. Just play with the violet consuming flame. And after you clean it out, or you ask the guides to clear it out, you want to heal and seal with liquid golden light. And you want to activate upward spirals and reverse any and all implosions and contractions and reverse any and all shearings. And then you anchor and hold with divine protection of truth, wisdom, and healing love. Those are some essences of phrases that you can use with your own language. But the whole point is to have some spiritual hygiene in the morning.
0: I love that you have described that. That's such a beautiful, simple practice. I would imagine it could be done within 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on how much time you feel that you need if if you're tuned in. I would love to include that in our show notes. Sure. Sure. I think it's really a beautiful, simple practice, as I mentioned, a real nice takeaway for anyone who is listening. If you think that's a beautiful practice to do first thing in the morning, Tracy, I would love for you to talk a little bit about the book that you co-authored, The Magic Within, and I'm imagining that it's all connected to what you're doing and the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I would love to... Find out more about that.
1: Sure, thank you. Back to the point about breathing and all of that, it's all about self empowerment. I'm here to heal the world, but not just me. Everybody has self responsibility to do that themselves. And speaking of that, a friend called and said, Hey, I just had an astrological reading with Sandra Lee Serio, and it was amazing. And I just had this idea that we should all collaborate and do a project together. I'm like, okay, I'm in, but I don't want to be your assistant because I'm such always in the support role, right? I want to like contribute really. And I invited my friend, Vicki Brown, who is my dear friend. And so we went over to Sandra Lee's house and we were all in Colorado. We were in Boulder, Colorado. And we were thinking like, what can we offer humanity? What can we, what can we do together that, you know, uses all of our skills, all our wisdom, all of this. And we wanted to create a book that assisted people to connect with their intuition that would empower them. Long story short, the beautiful woman, Patty, who brought the four of us together, ended up not completing the project and decided to excuse herself, which is fine. And so the three of us kept going. And we would meet, I would say, every other weekend for two years. I think we started in 2013 and we created, you know, with my corporate stuff, I'm like, well, we need a template. You know, if we're all, if we're all going to be writing, we need to write somewhere kind of similar. And so my whole thing about asking questions that comes from access consciousness. So we first were going to use gemstones and, and use for somehow we came to the letters of the alphabet, A through Z. What it turned into was using concepts instead. Like if someone is wanting to connect with their awareness, A would be awareness, B would be bliss. And so there's 26 chapters based on the alphabet. We were going to use gemstones, but I couldn't find a gemstone that I recognized that began with X. So we said, well, let's not do gemstones. Let's, Let's just do the energy of the words. And then we created art to go with it. So the book is laid out so that you think of a, think of a letter, Carol, what letter do you get? C, creative. That's great. I love it. Creativity. And so you would think of a letter and then you would open up the chapter on creativity or C that day. And you just read the short little spiritual exercise, answer the questions in your mind. Now I want to say with access consciousness, questions expand the energy, right? So there's four questions, this is my template thing. So we have a picture, we have creativity, and we have a quote by someone famous that discusses creativity. Then we have four questions that you ponder, and you can it's a workbook, so you can write in it or you can have a journal specific for your work with this book, the magi within. It's like your inner wisdom. We called it the inner magi. So you all connect into our you go into the center of your head and you connect to the heart somehow from the head someone taught me this you go into the head into the pineal pituitary area and you kind of go down in your consciousness down towards your throat like two inches and it activates the heart the physical heart not the chakra and that's when you're in this space of all knowing and you know I have it on my website. I think I have it on YouTube where you can follow along with it or you can read it and record it for yourself so that you can follow how to get into that meditative space before you contemplate creativity for the day. You read the chapter and then you come back at the end of the day and you're with creativity all day noticing it. And then you write and you journal and it's just designed as a workbook so people connect with their inner worlds through creativity, or kindness, or zero point, or X factor, what's your special sauce, you know, that kind of thing. And each of us divided up the letters and wrote the chapters. And it was fascinating to have two other women, three people all together, that wrote the same, that it, it just had this energy flow. It was
0: fabulous. And how it connects to the intuitive self. I, I know it, all of this is connected So, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the book and your co authors, the two other women, and understand a little bit more about how you all came together to do this project.
1: For sure. They're my spirit sisters. You know, one came from astrology, the other came from interior design, and I came from, I don't know, corporate and energy work or something, you know. And so we all contributed together, and it was synergy, it was synarchy. There was no leader. It was, we all contributed our gifts. And you think of like with the Christianity, with the three wise men. Well, we were the three wise women. <laughs> yeah, just sharing our wisdom. And then the fun part, even after that, and all the proofreading and this, and we sent it to our friend that, you know, did the technical part to put it on Amazon and do all of that and the printed book. We created the artwork. And I have the, all the artwork, the original artwork in the living room here in Santa Fe. So it's like walking into the Magi within room with all the energy that had to do with energy, that had to do with zero point. That it's, so it's activating in itself. And so the book is in color. And so you can look at the, the artwork as well. And I want to start selling the posters for it. I want to create posters so if people are interested, they can buy them. But uh, that's another project that I haven't gotten to yet.
0: Well, that was certainly not a coincidence in terms of how the energy just flowed between you all, Uh probably because you were working together for two years and you were also through that time had developed a very deep connection. So that is just terrific. Well, I will definitely have to download a copy of the PDF off your site. I know I mentioned to you that I got the Kindle version, but I would love to have a hard copy where I can just take the workbook and start working with it.
1: Yeah, it's just a PDF and it is in color, but you could use, you'd have to print it, but you can write, put it in a notebook, whatever.
0: Yes, I will definitely print out a hard copy. I would love to know what else you are working on. Can you tell us more about that?
1: I am collaborating with a group of people that are getting ready to create a film, an actual film about the great awakening about what's happening in our world today. You know, it's so interesting. The eight of us that will be doing this project together, will be creating courses and we'll be having a film. That's just kind of like snippets of an interview about a topic. And what's so cool is that each of us have our own perspective. Like I'll come from transmosis perspective. Someone else will come from an angelic perspective, this and that. And the thing is, is we're all talking about love. We're all talking about consciousness. We're all talking about empowering each individual to remember who they are, to be that. Because you are this divine human. And through the outer world, we get sucked into, oh, this is all there is? No, the juice is inside. The, you know, we, I think we're all wired to be intuitive and spiritual because and, we are that, right? So I'm doing that. And then I want to write a course that, and I've already started it or like an ebook. It's called Transmosis Healing, Realizing Wholeness, because we're already whole. It's just tapping into that and realizing it. And if there's some cleanup on aisle three that you need to do in your endocrine system or this or that, I want to teach self-healing. I want everyone to be able to be empowered. And yeah, it comes through my consciousness because I've been focused on it. But even in this last year and a half that I've been focused on it, it's amplified. Like I said, I keep expanding and things are happening that are off script from what I learned. You know, the spirit is coming in to assist people in new
0: ways. That's definitely the divine working through you. Yeah. And that's amazing. I love what you're working on. And that is really giving back to the world, what you're doing. And you've been trained and experienced over time, you have evolved these tools that I think it's great that you can get it out into the world for others to be able to use it for themselves and have truly an awesome impact. Yes. And I must say with all that you're working on these days, you know, obviously you have a lot more freedom uh, not being tied to a corporate job and you have a beautiful place there in Santa Fe. i been to Santa Fe several times, and I just love the energy there. But I would love for you to share, well, actually, I'll ask this question. I generally term it as, what are you most grateful for? But I'm going to rephrase it. What do you love? What do you love about your life or love in your life right now?
1: Oh, wow. There's so much to be grateful for. I feel truly, truly blessed. And I do know in my heart that I've earned it because this is what my focus has been on, but my harmonious relationship with my husband. We reconnected in this lifetime about four years ago and we are newlyweds. We just got married July 13th. Thank you. And to have a spiritual divine male partner who supports me, encourages me. And I've done it all on my own like bootstraps and I've had friends and love and all of that. But this is a soul union that is profound. I mean, they talk about twin flames and all of this. It's intense and it's amazing. We help each other grow. And so through expressing that divine love for each other in a practical everyday sense as well, That just carries on into the rest of the world that that's possible to have that uplifting feeling to be in relationship with another that is a divine union that that's what I'm most grateful for is with Jim, my husband. He is amazing and he thinks the same about me. So it's so nice to have that feeling of mutual spiritual relationship. It's harmonious relationship. And everything in our world and in our life inside our bodies is relationship. Are you in relationship with the divine on the inside? Are you in relationship with your body? Are you in relationship with your mind and your thoughts? And can you actually work with them to be kinder to yourself and others? And all of that, it's all relationship because we're here in 3D. It's duality, it's contrast to learn and grow. But are you in relationship with yourself? That self-love, that's what I'm learning the most. And what's so beautiful is Jim and I both did a lot of inner work before we accidentally found each other. You know, it was divine timing. I knew he was coming, but I didn't know who
0: he was. Yes, that's right. I was thinking the same thing, divine timing. It's all part of the plan that we create for ourselves or what was meant to be or the path that we are co-creating.
1: Yeah. And I forgot that.
0: (laughs) Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share for others that perhaps they need to know or some words of experience or wisdom or even insight that you're channeling right now that is coming from the divine through you?
1: I'm feeling called to say self-love, self-responsibility, divine self, that those, that trilogy of yourself as an anointed being here on the planet. You guys are here on the planet at this time to contribute to yourself. And when you contribute to yourself with love, you contribute to the world with love. And that's what it's all about. And obviously, we need more of that. And I feel in my heart that we are experiencing critical mass, that the light is it's enveloping us and we are all awakening. I kind of think that that might have been what happened with this COVID weirdness because we all had to go within and really look at what's important. And when things were taken away from the routine, all of a sudden we got connected to ourselves. hopefully. And I just want to encourage people to continue to do that because that perseverance of loving yourself pays off. I am doing what I've always wanted to do full time. And I have a loving relationship. And I think that I'm living proof of just consistently loving myself through, you know, good nutrition, movement, spirituality, meditating, just really uniting myself. It's not like it's a walk in the park every day, believe me. But, you know, you can reparent yourself and love yourself and notice that everything is a gift. Everything, everything, everything that happens in your life, inner and outer is a gift. And that's a great perspective to hold on to because it's truth.
0: And it's true that anything you undertake, whether you're successful or even if you fail at it, it's not failure. It's an opportunity to continue to be explored, an opportunity to always improve. Yep. And as we improve, there's lessons along the way for us to become more of who we are and remember who we really are and the power within us, that enormous power from the divine. Tracy, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Where can people find out more about you and the transmosis healing work that you are doing and the Magi Within book? Oh,
1: thank you. TracyWittitt.com, I'll spell it. T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-H-I-T-T-E-T.com. I I have a, a small little website. That's where you can find the book, The Magi Within, Unlocking the Gifts of the Inner Self. I have a Facebook page, just personal, Tracy Woodit, but I also created one that's fit, Transmosis Healing, all one word, and that's T-R-A-N-S-M-O-S-I-S, Healing. And I write quatrains, these four-lined inspirational musings, divine musings come in, and I have them on my website, but I also have been posting them on this Facebook page for just people have time at least for four lines because we're inundated with information, right? But it's divine musings that come through me. It's like a sentence repeats over and over. And I can't not think about that sentence until I write it down. Then the next sentence comes. It's only four lines. So usually it's words of wisdom that the divine comes through me to share. So tracywoodit.com and if you're in Santa Fe, look me up. If you're on Zoom, look me up, whatever. Yeah, I would love to work with as many people as possible. And maybe one day we can do group healings. I haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, I'm, I'm putting one foot in front of the other and trying not to be my corporate self and just be divinely guided and not push.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's probably the best way of just approaching things. It's kind of like just flow with things. Allow the divine to flow through you, not rush or push, because that creates resistance. Yes. Thank you so much, Tracy, for being with us. And this has been a great session. And we'll be sure to include all of your information in the show notes so people can find out more about you. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. And I just want to thank you, dear heart and soul, for being with us today. I hope that you have found this session and conversation exciting and extremely insightful with Tracy. Please be sure to check out her website and her offerings. And until next time, keep your heart rising up. Bye for now. We hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your inner power and rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. We'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews are important to spreading this valuable message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. Visit heartsriseup.com for heart-centered courses, guided meditations, and our popular notes from your higher self. Until next time, keep rising up and may all that you love thrive.